This is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens about uh, through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host Trey Epps, and this movie is written and directed by Charlotte Wells, stars Paul Mescal, Frankie Corio, and uh, Celia Rolson Hall. This is After Sun. I love you. Love you. Why don't you go over and introduce yourself? Dad, no, they're like kids. Why don't you go over and introduce yourself? Mm. Sophie, they're like old. Think you'll ever move back to Scotland? No. Why? There's this feeling once you leave where you're from that you don't totally belong there again. You okay through there? Don't you ever feel like tired and down and feels like your bones don't work, like you're sinking? Mm. We're here to have a good time, eh? We're watching After Sun uh, because it's still the time of the Oscars or, yeah, it's still the time of the Oscars. So we have a few more that I wanted to wrap up uh, in this kind of series. But it didn't strike me until I was watching this film, until well after the film, actually, when I decided to do it for the podcast that, excuse me, about how hard it is to be a parent. Uh, I I am a parent, a very... Uh, a child under two years old and um i'm not too far away from from callum i'm not too far like i'm in my early 30s and i'm well i'm not in my early 30s and raising you know a teenager but i'm in my early 30s trying to raise a child and it's difficult and um i think the place where this really struck me is is i guess i guess adult sophie's life and how she's trying to not only understand who her father was but likely trying to understand who her father was so she can understand who she's going to be as a parent, right? To understand not only who she is, but who she's going to be as a parent. And that's a really difficult thing and a difficult pill to swallow because, again, parenthood is, is so hard. It's so hard, and it's not talked about, and it's often swept under the rug. And to have to deal with that aspect of your life and also have to deal with everything else that goes on in your life is a hard thing to, to reconcile. Um, on one hand, you have this child, this other person that you're trying to look after. If you're fortunate enough, you also have a partner uh, that you feel responsibility toward. And that's 
has its own issues and and uh has its own weight so issues and weight and everything else and then and then you have to deal like worry about yourself and and i think i think in life we you know there are only so many hours in a day and we find it really hard to understand ourselves on our own let alone when we're in the most what i think of the most formative years of our life which isn't necessarily when we're teenagers i think that 100 extends into into our 20s into our 30s into our 40s as we um enter these different periods of, of, of time in our life and i think that's where the heart of after sun really is and almost it, and it didn't again it didn't dawn upon me until afterwards but it, it felt really beautiful to have that to have that appreciation after the fact and furthermore i <laughs> i think as a child of a broken home who has been on vacations such as this this like trying to reconcile i guess your childhood really early on and maintain your innocence and and understand that you see you see through the adults in your life and you see you know I appreciate that she, you know, Sophie saw that her father was struggling and didn't know how to communicate it and, and wanted to live this life of like, you know, chasing boys around this hotel, right? Making friends and, and everything else and just dancing. Well, that's, it's heartbreaking, really. It's, it's heartbreaking. And, and to watch this happen and this coming of age, maybe even premature coming of age with Sophie happen at the same time as Callum is, is coming of age himself, right? Again, trying to figure out his life and the mistakes that he has made and how he can show the world that he's okay. And by the world, I mean, Sophie, that he's okay is, is, is hard. Um, but I, I appreciate it. Um, enough about story though. I, I think, I think the acting on this film was fantastic. I think Paul Mescal, I'm really, really, really excited to see him in Carmen. I'm such, uh, so sad. I wasn't able to watch it at Sundance. Um, I think he has a really bright career and, and obviously the, the, the interesting roles that he's been taking since normal people, you know, which is when he broke is interesting and fun. And it's really great to see him go from accolade to accolade and, and his performance is being praised. Um, uh, the young woman who played Sophie was also great. Uh, you know, the, the, even, yeah, I think it's, I think their chemistry was really, really good platonic chemistry in case you guys are being disgusting was really really good in terms of just like you know it, it's usually just them in in all these scenes right and we have to have paul mescal's like um subtlety of emotion in order for it to play as big and as damaged as it is but we also have to have you know her her play out <laughs> again this this child who who's in two worlds this is this adult world and this childlike world and i think that that struggle is very very clear um i've definitely heard some criticism about it being really slow and it, but i think it's a i think it's an internal movie i think it's something that that it's not full of action it's def, most definitely one of those like you know like british <laughs> dramas right but it's it's a, it's a dialogue and it's a conversation and i think it was all relatively like beautiful and and the way they explored certain things the way like subtext was really quite great um i wonder what you guys think i haven't heard too many negative things i wonder if, if you guys heard anything about it or if you watched it at all if i'm talking complete shit but i think um <laughs> i think this is a really interesting film to watch i didn't leave uh, my seat uh ranting and raving about it it definitely took me some time to to get there but i think again maybe, I'm, maybe i was just internalizing a lot 
um, because the movie internalizes a lot that it just took me some time to kind of unpack what I was being told. Um, so that was really fun. It was really, it's really fun. I think it, I reckon it's like Banshees, which I have a few friends who hate Banshees, but um, I feel like that the dialogue and the premise were, were really small. Like, like it, it's, it's such a slice of life, right? And this is also a slice of life. I, I like slice of life characters. I don't need everything to always be big and verbose. So I, I appreciate that entirely. Um, well, let me know what you think. <laughs> All right, time for some fun facts. Director Charlotte Wells auditioned over 800 girls for the lead of Sophie before landing on newcomer Frankie Correa. Through the ending, uh, excuse me, though the ending is left intentionally ambiguous, there are many hints throughout the film that Callum is struggling with depression and suicidal ideation during the vacation. Examples include Callum wandering too close to the moving bus or balancing on the edge of a balcony or wading carelessly into the ocean. How about scuba diving without a license or <laughs> cutting his cast off by himself and breathing through a wet, to uh, wet towel? So many, so many reckless behaviors. According to Paul Mascal, in a recent interview, he and Sophie Correo spent two weeks prior to the filming in a hotel resort on holiday together to form a bond that was needed to portray the father-daughter relationship once filming began. Um, and that, I mean, talk about the time... You hear so often about how people don't get rehearsal time on, on, on feature films. So I think even to get two weeks to get to know your character and build up on is incredible. Um, scene stealers. Paul Mescal is obviously a scene stealer. Like he, he I think he, he really injects the kind of charm that I like into like DiCaprio or George Clooney. And it's, it may be like those younger versions. I'm trying to think of some young actors, but you get the idea of like, I think when he steps on screen, uh, uh, it's it's something kind of magnetic about what I think is like this honesty that he's bringing to the characters. I think that is really fun, and I think that's really it's really fun to watch. And I think that's what people are being drawn to. Um, again, really, really can't wait to see him in Carmen with Melissa Barrera. Hope I'm saying her name right. She's fantastic. Um, but I, I, I'm really excited to see the kind of movie star that he's going to end up being. And I really hope that we eventually see him in a TV series where he can really dig into to some of these like longer form things, uh, similar to normal people. Uh, um, but that's all I got. I mean, it's, it's after sun, baby. Uh, again, tell me what you think. Am I wrong? Did I get it right? I don't know. I, I struggle if this is required watching or not. I'm going to say no. It's not required watching. It's, I, I, I think it's a fantastic movie, but I'm not sure... If filmmakers all around the world should be running to this film to, to, to check it out to enhance their storytelling capabilities. I think there are some things to take away, obviously. I think being able to have a control on your dialogue and understand subtlety and, and misdirection and all that is really, really important. That's one thing that I definitely took away. And as I started to write after this film, I kind of thought to this and, and Banshees even about how dialogue is so important and Obviously, it's important, but how how we're able to say things without saying things, and even much more than just look, uh, you know, sh showing and not telling. I think it's I think it's what we are saying, what we are saying, and what we mean versus saying something, you know, quite directly. Anyways, there we go. That's it. That's After Sun. Um, thank you so much for checking this out. If you enjoyed, please share it. Please subscribe. Please uh, like leave me a comment. Let me know what you're looking into. I'm I'm 
looking into continuing my series of going to uh, watch Indian films in the theaters. I'm going to start something in uh, Nollywood, perhaps. Uh, Nollywood being like a Nigerian uh, film or just looking you know, looking to explore um, like African film as a whole as well. Um, but if there's any film or any kind of genre or like geolocation that I should be checking out, let me know. Um, I hope to be pumping out way more than once one of these a week. So uh, suggestions are recommended. I need more things to watch. Anyways, see you later. The start point for this project came from a couple of different places. I think um, for all of my other films, there is a really concrete point at which I remember being aware of knowing this was the project I was going to do. And it doesn't quite exist for this film because I think in many ways it was a continuation of a short film that I made, my first short film that explored similar themes that ultimately built to a feeling of grief, which I think this film is an expression of too. It was uh, a script that I read that I was like immensely moved by straight off the bat. I think um, Callum is the kind of man that I am interested in kind of playing. There's a lot of what he does on the surface that kind of acts in opposition to how he is in private. And I think that's just a fun exercise to be involved with as an actor.